your Divas division. Look whose show you're on, sweetie. I did it, you bitch. I think every single Diva should be lining up and congratulating me and thanking for everything I've done for them. You're going to find out why I am the boss. Kamusta mga kontrabida? Welcome to Turning Heel with Troy Gonzalez. I am your host, yours truly, and we're back with another episode of Who's That Girl? My interview series where I sit down and chat with women in wrestling from all around the world, both inside and outside of the ring. Today, we're going inside the ring, specifically behind the microphone. Ooh, y'all, y'all like that touch over there? Because this girl, she loves to sing. She is wrestling's best musical diva, and she is the reigning defending undisputed OVW women's champion as you can see in her background right there Contribidas handa na ba kayo who's that girl it's Shalonse Royale hi Shalonse yes, how are you yes, doing that was good <laughs> thank you I hope I did you justice I you know it's did, not as good as yours but, but you know you gave it a shot and that's all I can ask for I love it you thank you how are you doing today I am doing great I'm still coming alive you know I have that kind of sort of natural glow going on but you know right i'm coming alive right you look amazing and i'm really Thank happy you. that you got the championship behind you it looks it fits no one else better than i Shalonsi. know thank you for saying that it's, <laughs> it's about time someone finally understands that who else can hold this is as great as right. i can you know like Right, right. Nobody carries that championship like you do. And I'm super, super excited to have you on. I did post on my Twitter early on this year that you are one of my dream interviews for 2023. And it's finally happening. I'm yes. so excited to have you on here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I have lots of questions prepared for you. So I hope you're ready because you're in for a treat today. I'm ready. I hope you're ready because you're in for a Ooh. treat. <laughs> I know I'm in for a treat. I signed up for this. So let's jump right into it. So let's start with some non-wrestling related stuff because we all know you are wrestling's best musical diva. You're very, very well versed into music and singing. And I feel like every singer has their own personal like r- musical inspirations. In my case, I love me some Mariah Carey and Whitney yes. Houston up in here. Oh, legends, so I want to yes. know. Right, legends. So I want to know like who are your musical inspirations that inspired you to sing? So this is a little bit strange because like you said, you know, you have a lot of people that go with like the greats and things like that. But when I grew up, when I grew up, when I was growing up, um, (laughs) I listened to a lot of like K-pop or J-rock. And then I listened to a lot of underground artists or not underground artists, but like not what you would think that I would listen to because right. in this part I, absolutely, I actually never discussed anywhere. I grew up in a very religious household and mm-hmm. my mom felt like anything other than gospel music was just like of the <laughs> devil, you know? Okay, so of I course, <laughs> yeah. So when I listened to music, it had to be like in my headphones. Um, and that's when I fell in love with 80s music. My favorite band is Journey. And then I fell in love with Vanessa Carlton because that's something that I could listen to out loud without her thinking that the lyrics were horrible because, you know, a thousand miles, like who's going to think that's like double music, you know? (laughs) Right, right. She couldn't understand the J-rock and J-pop and K-pop. So she obviously kicked against it. But it's like when I'm looking at anime and that's the opening and ending theme. She couldn't say anything because she's like, well, that's the opening to a show or that's the ending to a yeah. show. So I would just listen to music like that. And that's what inspired my natural sound. The reason why I don't have 
what people would think like um a lot of people would think I would have like a stereotypical like soulful runs for right. days type of voice and I actually don't have that that's like my sister I have a more calm more some say jazzy feel some say just like regular contemporary feel because I didn't get those exercise with the music that I was listening to however opera my voice is completely different and people wouldn't think that the genres are married like that within me if that makes any sense right yeah 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 I see that well I'm really I'm really shocked because I was here I was expecting some sort of like I don't know Aretha Franklin answer or Jennifer Hudson and you come out here with J-pop K-pop yeah I even know the artist Nami Nami Tamaki was like one of my girls Yoko Ishida was another one of my girls. Um, TM Revolution, Hyde, okay. um, Gact, uh, and uh, several others, obviously. Um, oh, is it Ay- Ayami? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not too familiar, but I'm going to guess yeah. that that is. Well, she did a lot of the indie themes for Inuyasha because I was like an Inuyasha Ooh. fan. Yeah. And then, okay. um, so yeah, like, Japan, I was totally like gung ho for Japan, and then I didn't know like Boa. I learned her through her Japanese versions of her songs that she's she was a K-pop artist at the time, but I didn't know that because this was like way back in the day, the ancient days. So those are the sounds that inspired me, and obviously like um, Vanessa Carlton, I listened to her a lot. So I think that's where my softer sound came from, and then it just went from there. I see. Well, that those are really interesting answers because I feel like with opera singers or like people with vocal ranges such as yourself, people would easily like redirect like the inspiration to you know the divas, like the musical divas of the past, with like the names that I have mentioned. But it's really mm-hmm. interesting to see like you know unique perspectives such as yourself, like pop music in Asia. And speaking of your singing, what I do want to know, I'm not sure if you talked about this on other podcasts. You might have. Um, but, you know, with every singer comes their own vocal types and vocal ranges. So tell me a little about your range. Like, how many octaves do you go? And I'm guessing you might be a soprano. But tell me a little about, like, your voice. How do you understand it to be? What Gosh. it is? That's interesting. That's been a while. I haven't had anyone ask me. Uh, I, oh, my gosh. I'm so unpracticed right now. So, so this <laughs> is the reason why. So... When I originally began my classical journey, I wanted to be a mezzo-soprano. And because I just felt like the roles that mezzo-sopranos had and then like the their voice, it was just so rich and everything. And right. that's what I wanted. And my lower notes are very well developed and the higher notes to me, I didn't like. And the reason why, which I didn't understand this at the time was because my voice was way more mature for my age than I oh, understood. Okay. So when I would hit high notes, they would be loud. And I wanted them to be light and fluffy and cute sounding. But no, they sound like loud and aggressive, like I'm trying to force you to do something. So I didn't like singing loud. And plus, I felt like I didn't blend with other people like in choir. So I just thought my high notes were, no, they were just horrible. And it wasn't until I actually got into college where they explained to me my vocal type and how unique that it is and that I am most likely a soprano, but I have a darker tone and my voice doesn't move as fast. So that oh. that's when I learned that there's different types of sopranos. There's coloraturas, there's uh, obviously mezzo-sopranos, yeah. there are dramatic sopranos, and they're trying to see was I more of a dramatic soprano, 
or some other types. So yeah. throughout my college journey, that's all that I was trying to explore. And I lost a lot of my lower notes and gained higher notes. However, my regular speaking voice is actually much higher. But because I was very determined to be a mezzo, I remember my voice teacher in college, she said, or was it high school? I forget. But they told me if you speak lower, that's exercising your vocal cords and folds. So that way it would help expand it. So I naturally just started changing my pitch. So when I get excited or, you know, when I'm not paying attention, I will slip into a higher range and that's most likely my normal one. But fast forward, um, my voice is higher than I thought. And my voice is higher now, or I think more developed now than it was when I graduated college. So when I graduated college, I believe my range was a lot, a little lower. So right now, I think I can hit and a high C easily now than I did a few years ago, but I haven't really been training or anything, so I don't know. But I just know, as you can hear, like when I'm singing, those higher notes come out effortlessly, but that wasn't the case in college. I think (laughs) I have so much pressure and I was trying to use all this technique and when I'm wrestling, I have no time to think about that. The technique either comes or it doesn't and it just releases. So now I'm way up there. I'm. I'm way up there on the piano scale now. Right, right, right. Well, we love a developmental vocal range, you know, and I feel like with lots of singers, like it really just varies with how they explore their voice and how they sing and how they train themselves. Uh, let's talk a little something about a specific performance of yours. One of my favorite Chalance moments was when you sang the national anthem <gasps> at All In and I was like, oh my God. Because, like, you know, you can sing any song out there. You can perform any song out there in public. But when you're singing the national anthem, yeah. you really can't mess up. It's it's that song that you just cannot mess up. And you did it wonderfully. Oh, Amazing. Thank you. So I wanted you... to ask, like, tell me a little about, like, this experience and what did it make you feel? Because I'm pretty sure this was one of the first AEW, like, events. Mm-hmm. Right? So the experience was amazing. I think that I didn't understand the importance of the event I understand that now I was still very fresh in the wrestling business I didn't actively watch wrestling growing up so there's a lot of like great wrestling talent that was around me and I didn't know who they were and I didn't understand the cause I it was explained to me and I knew it from my trainer QT how he explained the Young Bucks and Cody situation and that's all I really understood. And I just knew it was people that were going all out for their dream of pro wrestling. They really believed in themselves and either they were not invested in well enough or they felt like they were not invested in well enough with where they used to be and they're doing this now. But I totally understand the feels now, but then I was just like, oh, this is a great, this is great. Right. However, I am not happy with my performance for a couple of reasons. I'm not, and I keep saying this, I want a second chance. One, I was singing the national anthem in a different genre, if that's the right way to say this, than what I'm used to. I felt like, you know what, my most, like my most impressive thing is my opera, and I should have sang it operatically to, sh- to give a whole different spiel and to introduce them to me. 
But I got nervous and I felt like people wouldn't have appreciated it and I didn't want to be booed. So I tried to do a more contemporary style that I like to do on smaller shows and smaller settings. So when I listen back to it, it doesn't translate as well, in my opinion, than if I would have just either given it a little bit more soul or just go with what I'm comfortable with. And I wish I could do it over. I wish I could do it over. It wasn't <laughs> bad, but it wasn't the greatest either, you know. I did notice that then when you sang, I was like, oh, she's not using her opera singing voice. She's more of on a full voice. I'm not completely sure with like the terminologies, but it felt different from what you do now. Yeah. And regardless, it was a great performance. And Thank you, you. Know, you did get you did get some applauses here and there. So I feel like that's a sign. Um, but yeah. I could have saying I believe because the audience like they were all just like there for the cause I could have right. Mary had a little lamb and they would have been like yes because <laughs> you know they popped like the fireworks went up with by the way I forgot about the pyro and it shook oh. my soul so when we rehearsed it I, I sang it I rehearsed it because I wanted them to hear it just in case they were like oh you suck and they can tell me <laughs> you know something else but okay. I'm pretty now that I think about it I'm like they probably wouldn't have said anything even if I really, 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 really sucked because they're just like, what do we know? We're here to wrestle. And they probably didn't care about that part. But I was just yeah. hoping that someone would tell me and coach me. And Lanny Pofo, may you rest in peace, he was so instrumental to it because he was there and he said he fell in love with my voice. He was encouraging me the whole time. Aww. He was coaching me the whole time. Gosh, I'll never forget him. I hope I'm saying his last name right because I just... But... um. <laughs> But yeah, because that was my first time meeting him. But um, it just, they walked me through it. They're like, oh, it's great. And the cameraman said, oh, there's going to be pyro. Obviously, it's not going to go off right now, but there's going to be pyro. I completely forgot about that because when I step out, I know that there's going to be people. But they told me, oh, you're not going to see all the people. You're not going to see them. I felt like I saw every single face. Like, we <laughs> were all the way to the rafters, like, I felt like that because I'm like, why are the lights? Why are the lights dimmed? And they're just looking at me and I'm looking at right. them and I'm feeling like boo-boo the fool. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> I see you, sir. So then I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then the cameraman gets in my face and I'm like, oh, I forgot this is a whole pay-per-view. Not only is Sally and all her people here, then there is right. people at home. There's couch Cora sitting on there looking at me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, oh no, ma'am. <laughs> So I got shook, and then when the pyro went off, I literally got shook. And there's a part where you can hear my voice crack because I was trying to recover from being scared because I'm like, oh, no, my wig. Like, I wanted to make sure I didn't have a Michael Jackson moment. But I was right. okay. But all that happened, and I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. So I always beg AEW, give Shalonce another chance to rock your world with a national anthem. There you go. And I feel like they have so much pay-per-views and especially like their um, major pay-per-views. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's Full Gear, which they promote to be like their biggest show of the year. Mm -hmm. So if they need someone to, you know, sing the national anthem, I'm pretty sure Lillian Garcia is still in WWE. Yeah. National anthems whenever. And they have Samantha Irvin. You know, they need someone here in AEW, which I feel like could be you. And I feel like they could get like a, a nice little triple threat here. I can sing. I actually can announce I did that when I was injured. Oh, really? Yeah, and I also oh. started out that way at the school show, so I actually know how to announce. I can sing, and if you need a wrestler here and there, I'm there. I got you. I can do all right. of it at the same time. Right. 
Exactly. <laughs> they could they could book you like in the opening match, see against Jade Cargill, like just sing the the national anthem, and right after you end, just take that dress off in your gear, ready yes. to fight. <laughs> Announce myself as I'm going to the ring, right? And wait for Jade, and then get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> right, but yeah, we have a triple threat. I mean, here you guys, a trifecta. So. Y'all know she's the real deal. We love Michelle But yeah, that was a really iconic moment. And whether, you know, you do have your own criticisms of yourself during that performance, I still feel like as, as you know, a fan watching from home, I still feel like it was a great performance. Good oh, job. Thank you. For that. Thank you. It was wonderful. Um, but yeah, now let's sort of jump into your wrestling career. So I wanted to ask you about something which I, I'm not really too familiar with. But you've mentioned, I believe, on your social medias that you are a Dusty Rhodes American Dream Scholarship winner. So for those of the listeners who may not be familiar, what exactly is this scholarship? What does it entail? And how did it help you develop into becoming the wrestler that you are today? So Cody Rhodes is actually very big on developing talent and he likes to, I say like pay it forward in a sense. And he came up with this scholarship in his family on behalf of his father, the Dusty Rhodes American Dream Scholarship. And so how to acquire it, you had to go through this camp at my school, which at the time it was known to be called One Fall Power Factory but now it's called the Nightmare Factory. And at the mm-hmm. time, it was ran by uh, Glacier, former WCW, and QT Marshall, which now is a- okay. AEW, and now Cody Rhodes. And so it was a camp that lasted, I think, like two days. And the people that chose the winner that actually held the seminars throughout those days were... Kevin Kelly, um, Tom Pritchard, and Les Thatcher. So you had to press all three of them. And basically, it it was basically a scholarship to help up and coming wrestlers with, you know, you got... I got a trophy. Oh, I should have brought the trophy. I got a beautiful trophy. (laughs) I got protein powder that, like, lasted a freaking year. And money to help for gear, to help for, because you know, like with wrestling, it takes a lot of the coin. And also it's just a very prestigious award. And I basically had to compete with other women and because there was a male that was awarded and female that was awarded. And I had to come, you know, if it didn't feel like competition, it just really felt like you were just going through seminars because even if you didn't win, you got to work with these people and they gave feedback. And honestly, I entered not really even taking it seriously like that. I didn't think I was going to win because I was I was still within my first year of training, actually. Yeah, I was I was very early in. And so I just wanted it for experience. I just wanted to be involved. And that's what QT said. He's like, just enter it for experience. You know, it's like it's this is what this is for. So when they right. legit called my name, I was legit surprised <laughs> because I was like, I was just trying to have fun. And <laughs> they chose me. But what they told me is that they saw that one, I was really coachable because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm hungry for this business. I really want to learn. I really want to get better. And I was so fresh at the time. I'm just soaking up any piece of information you're giving me. It was to the point where at the end of the camp, we had to do matches. Keep in mind, I'm brand spanking new. 
I don't know the format, let alone, I think I had like negative four moves and I'm just like, oh, okay. Um, and they put me with this other guy that was also very new, super new. So it was okay. like, uh, if there was a train wreck, it was definitely in that building. But the thing <laughs> is, I did it, smiled through, I didn't get hurt, he didn't get hurt, and I didn't complain about it. And at the end, you know, like, even my coach, uh, Glacier, he was like, there was nothing you could do about that, but it's the fact that you gave it your all, you treated it like you were at freaking that's WrestleMania. True. And that's <laughs> something that they brought up. They were like, you know, you just did it, and they can see that I really was pushing. And, of course, there's other things, but, of course, I don't want to say everything that it was telling me. But in other words, yeah. it just showed that they believed in me, and they saw something, and they knew that this scholarship could really help me. And, honestly, it did. It really did because I'm, you know, as much as I like to believe, like, I'm just Shalance and no one can, like, you know, I got it all together. <laughs> right, I right. periodically have these moments where I'm doubting myself. And ultimately, those are the moments that I feel something comes through and just like, hey, you need to keep going. I've had quite a few of those throughout my um, career, to be honest. But that was my first one where I was like, I could go back to school I can go to grad school and pursue opera or I can pursue pro wrestling. And when I won that scholarship, it showed me that people see something and I really love this. And if other people can see this and there's something there and I'm going to regret not pursuing it. So I took that scholarship and turned down a scholarship for grad school. And I'm like, well, I guess this is a sign. Let me go. And I did. (laughs) Right. And look, look at you now. You are a champion. You're looking amazing doing it. And I feel like, you know, there are so many what ifs with like career paths for wrestlers. But, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to look back on the decision you've made and how far you've come. And good on you for everything you've accomplished so far. Really, really Thank big you. congrats. You're doing wonderful. Um, but yeah, speaking of doing amazing, um, I feel like a pivotal point in terms of you know getting Shalansi up there with the fans which I believe is part of the part of like my personal reason for getting you on the show was because I watched this specific moment or a specific match of yours where you had appearances in AEW Dark and I feel like this is where most fans discovered you <laughs> you showcased your singing while wrestling um, I believe the matches were up against like Ty Conti, Kiara Hogan, and Red Velvet, if I believe mm-hmm. to be correct. And I feel like, from what I remember, all of my Twitter mutuals, because you guys, I do have Stan Twitter, all of my Twitter mutuals were reposting your videos saying, oh my God, this lady sings. While <laughs> this hasn't happened since our mother, Jillian Hall, and she yes. sings really, really well. So in your opinion, why, why do you think your singing persona resonated so well with the fans? Hmm. I don't know. I think it's because it was different. And usually with most singing gimmicks, because I'm not the only one that's been rocking a singing gimmick. I'm just the only one that does it better um, or does it the best. Uh, Either the singers are really bad or, and they know, they know, or they're good, but they do it before they wrestle and maybe after you don't get many that can do it whilst actually wrestling and not getting winded because singing opera especially takes a lot of breath and so 
It does. That's why I keep telling people, like, don't don't anyone come after my cardio because look, I have very impressive cardio because I can also freaking sing and wrestle at the same time. But anyway, so um, I think that's probably what got people is like, who is this girl who's singing but is actually wrestling or at least a little bit because, you know, I didn't get as much in, but I I did what I could. (laughs) Right. And it sparked people who either really, really loved me or they really thought that I was annoying. But either way, they're talking about me. Right. You know, what's that thing that you say, like, bad press is good press? Is yeah. That what it like, There's any no attention. bad press. Any exactly. attention. Because, trust me, I saw a lot of comments where they're just like, this is going to get stupid. It's not going to get over. They just let anyone wrestle. I'm like, first of all, I trained for years. I know right. how to wrestle. No one's headlock takeover looks better than mine. But <laughs> right. at the same time, I can't deny that I lived a whole life before I came into wrestling. Yeah, so it's like I couldn't deny that. And I, but I also dedicated a lot of time for wrestling. So if when people come and say, like, oh, this gimmick is horrible, this isn't realistic, she should find something that's more believable. First of all, I am an opera singer. There you go. Second of oh, all, I traveled go. the world performing opera. Exactly. Third of all, is very believable because I'm doing it. Right, like you're seeing it up close in person, like what's not clicking? <laughs> right. So I think right. that was just that. And then like people are, were, I just think it was the right time because you see a whole bunch of wrestling, just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Clearly I'm the entertainment and I've accepted that. I'm the sports entertainment. And if I can just pull you in and, and help make you focus or maybe break your focus for a little bit and just provide either people hating me, which they're going to do, or people loving me because they want to, then that's totally right. fine. I will take that part on the card. And even with like an AEW, I think they were picking up on that because every time that I was there, I would be put towards the part of the card where you know people are obviously getting tired because they're just seeing like nothing oh, but wow. wrestling. And then they throw me in there. So it's like a little <laughs> breath of fresh air to right, wake right. them up because, I mean, who's going to like sleep through their eardrums being like exactly. screeched out by my voice, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, just so you know, I am on the more positive side of the Shalonsi fan train. We love ourselves some Shalonsi Royale. But yeah, the moment that we just, like all of us fans just saw you singing, doing headlocks, drop kicks, clothes lines while singing, like... I have no idea how strong your diaphragm is or your lungs, <laughs> but I have like the utmost respect for you because like, I sing you. in my free time, sure, but I can barely sing standing up. So <laughs> you have <laughs> you have my respect for that. Thank and, yeah, you. Your cardio is probably insane. You probably run while singing. I know Beyonce does that. Yeah, do. I actually can do that now. Yeah. Really? I should record myself. You know, there's like a lot of footage that I actually never let see the light of day because I... Sorry, I intended to put it on like my Patreon and then I didn't like Patreon. So then I created an OnlyFans and I intended to put that content on OnlyFans. But then people were getting on my nerves because they were asking for other stuff on OnlyFans. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, not me, not today. I'm a sports entertainer, not an adult (laughs) entertainer. Yeah. And then I got on this platform called True Fans, but then I was experiencing some issues with that. So then I'm finally like monetized on Instagram. So I'm like, I should put it out. Right. But now 
people were like, oh, we just want to see that. So I'm like, you know what? I might just release it to the public. Watch me work out in heels while singing on a treadmill. You know? I mean, okay. Mariah Carey does it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why can't Shalon say Royale? Right. Yeah, I, would, I would love to see that. But yeah, it really does. Like, my respect for you, like, wrestling, cardio, plus singing, I aspire to have the lungs that you have. But yeah, in another in another parallel universe. Um, but speaking of wrestler <laughs> singing, uh, I'm not sure if you know this. I'm pretty sure you maybe you have heard of her name. But there is another wrestler in the indie. She goes by the name Becca. She calls herself the international pop star. And she also does make music, produces. And, you know, she also sings, makes pop music. So I wanted to know, um, could there be a collaboration in the works in the future? Maybe even a match or a riff off? I don't know. Oh. What do you think? Well, I feel bad because I actually don't know. I don't know, Becca, but it looks like I got to do some research. And right. uh, But I, I like that idea because, like, it's been coming up where some people are like, well, what are you going to do if there's someone else that does, like, your gimmick or something? And I'm like, right. there's multiple singing divas in the world right. so why can't there be in wrestling it in doesn't wrestling, have to yeah. be a competition and plus i do opera like right. let there be pop let there be an r&b let them let there be a country sing for all you know we can have a whole wrestling concert you know right. like it, i welcome <laughs> it you know like i feel like there's i mean if someone else is coming to see opera then i'm gonna i'm gonna have to have a talk but you know, I'm like, there's more than there's more than enough room for us all, and there's more than enough for us to do. So I would love to collab or face her or whatever. I gotta reach out to her. Right. Well, she has been on a roll recently. She's appeared on AEW Dark a lot. I believe she also appeared on SmackDown last last month, where she oh. faced like Lacey Evans. Oh wait, I do know who you're talking about. Okay, okay, Becca. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. There I'm we sorry. go. Yes. <laughs> It's all right. Totally understandable. But yeah, she has been going on a roll recently. And, you know, you do have a really prestigious championship with you. So who knows? I'm pretty sure the whole women's wrestling independence scene would be interested in meeting Shalante Royale face-to-face in the ring. But, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe in the future we'll see yeah, who some. Who knows? I'm more, than, I'm more than willing to defend this anywhere at any time. Right, right, right. And speaking of that, let's let's quickly talk about that championship um because in my opinion and i feel like people should agree with this opinion that championship behind you is one of the most iconic slash historic women's championships in the world right now you know it has so much history its lineage is absolutely star-studded so i want to ask you like how does it feel to have your name among the legends who have held that championship including like beth phoenix odb serena deeb Shalonce Royale, how does that make you feel? So to be honest, like personally, I feel like it still hasn't quite cemented. Like there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like when I want it, I'm just like, I can't believe like <laughs> these women that I studied that I just, that seem like they're so up here and I'm like here, I'm holding a title that they've held, you know? But to be a part of history, that's, that's what's getting me. It's the history because I know, I believe the belt has been redone since. So um, I know like this actual belt, they didn't like hold, hold, but the history of it and seeing where these ladies are. And I'm like, 
that could really be me. Seeing that a promotion of yeah. that prestige believed in me enough. You know what I mean? Like, it gets really yeah, yeah, deep. Yeah. And I just, especially because, to be honest, you know, breaking a little kayfabe here, um, on the indies, I was a talent that was used a lot to get other people over to the point where I felt like, why isn't a promotion believing in me enough to push me? Like, what am I missing? What am I lacking? And it caused me to internalize a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. And it affected my confidence greatly. And of course, you know, your personal life doesn't stop going either. So I was just being hit on a lot of sides and which also contributed to me wanting to quit quite a few times. And I get to OVW. And at first when I get there, of course, you know, I'm just doing my job and but I'm learning I'm soaking it up and I'm determined to bring something different to the table I know the prestige actually to be honest when I got to OVW I when I agreed to go to OVW I didn't actually understand what OVW was and I know this I didn't until I got there and I was like oh this is the OVW because you know (laughs) there are a lot of wrestling promotions that share the same acronyms there's so right. many CCWs or GCWs or CGW. Yeah. You know, there's so many. So you don't know until you actually look at what the words are. And a lot of times from wrestler to wrestler or promoter to wrestler, we're just saying the acronym, like the, the letters, yeah. you know? So when I get there and I see the pictures on the wall and I see like the little history and things like that, I'm like, oh, this oh, is Ohio Valley Ohio Wrestling. Valley wrestling. <laughs> Ooh, okay. But yeah, I'm like, here I am. Shalon stays here, and that's when I got nervous and scared. And then I I did a few matches, and then I disappeared for a minute. And I came back, and I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Here we go. And I'm like, you're going to see me and hear me, but definitely see me. And next thing you know, I'm in a title match against Layla Gray. And next thing you know, I'm holding the freaking title. And now I'm right. I'm on Wikipedia. It's official now. Wikipedia you has are. me as a champion. Right, right. And I, when I was doing the research on, like, that championship, it, it's really insane just scrolling through the list. It's like Beth Phoenix, ODP Serena Deep, Taryn Terrell, Katie Lee Burchill. Who else is there? Just so much. It's, it's such a colorful lineage. And to have your name at the very bottom as, like, the, the most recent championship holder, I was like... She really made it, and I'm so proud of her. And it, like, it's such a huge honor to even be speaking with you with that championship Thank behind you. you. And I'm like, holding it for over 160 days right now. Right, like I think 165 last time I checked. Yes. Okay. Like, you you are doing it well, and yeah, you have so much challengers in OVW and so much women who are wanting to get that title. One woman in particular I want to shed some light on is Dream Girl Ellie. Girl, she call you a dollar store Beyonce. That was mm-mm. the whole that audacity. The Thank audacity. you. The audacity. <laughs> the audacity. I can't believe it, but you know she's quite the feisty challenger. So I want to ask you: You've been champion, as you said for over 160 plus days you've defended that title what makes dream girl ellie different from your other challengers she's not she's not different she's just someone who wants (laughs) an opportunity that i don't think she's ready for i mean dream girl ellie like when you look at her and then you hear her and then you see her name 
none of it makes sense. Like when you hear wrestling's best musical diva, the fighting siren, Shalonce Royale, you already know. But then you see Dream Girl Ellie who come out looking like a nightmare and screeching (laughs) like a banshee and trying to hit people with barbed wire thing. Like that's not a dream, at least not my dream. A fever dream for somebody, (laughs) but not my dream. So, you know, she, it it is what it is. However, I have to say she, I've seen her. She's grown throughout the years and she, you know, she's a little challenged, but nothing that Shalonce can't handle. Right, right, right. You know, you, as I, as I have said, you have defended that title for 160 plus days and counting love to see a long reign for Shalonte Royale but yeah the division in OEW and all of the women's wrestlers in the independent scene is just so stacked and I feel like there's just so much potential matchups as I said earlier maybe you know you could meet Becca in the ring she's very very character driven and also very high flying and there's so much other women such as Dream Girl Ellie vying for that championship but at the end of the day you're the one with the championship sitting beautifully right behind you shining shimmering splendid and everything we love we love Shalansi's baby right there. Um, but speaking of that, to sort of cap things off, I want to know like who are some women in the independent wrestling scene that you'd love to have a match to defend your championship against that you haven't had the opportunity to do so yet. Hmm. Well, I recently checked one off my list, and that was La Rosa Negra. Hi. I was able to face her at Ladies Night Out. Uh, Jasmine Allure. I hear a lot about her and I watch a lot of her matches. She's a cutie and she's tough, you know, which is, is, is very rare to come by. You know, you either got girls that look really good. They can't do anything or they're really extremely tough and not saying they don't look good, but sometimes they can be a little rough around (laughs) the edges, you know, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) But no, Jasmine Allure is one. Also, She's not independence necessarily. I mean, I actually don't know what's going on, but Naomi. I would love to face Naomi. Uh, I would like to... I would like to have another shot at Haley J. Now that, yeah, now that I, you know, I believe that I've gotten a lot better since the first time that I faced her. Um, So, yeah, I would like to get her... This is such a hard because I feel like it changes day to day. It depends on like who I encounter. Right. Shaz is in the U.S. now, so I would love to she face did. Shazza McKenzie. I would like another shot at Kenzie Page. We wrestled okay. years ago, and I was super nervous. And I feel like, oh, now, like, yeah, let's do this. Um, yeah. I also would like to enter the intergender realm again and face like Joey Mayberry. I would love to face Joey. Okay. Ring the um, bell, fam. Yes. <laughs> Joey and I have tagged together, but we haven't faced one another. And I just think it will be like a good, friendly, slash amusing competition. And okay. I would love to see that. Um, and I just know there's just there's a lot of ladies on my list, but yeah. trying to think of them off the top of my head, it's just... But I know those definitely. And, you know, I would like to face Anna Jay again. You know, mm. since she, what did she say? She got a bad attitude and a, and a, and a fat ass. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my attitude may not be as bad as hers, but I think I got her in the in the Ooh. cake department. 
but no, it's just been years. You know, she and I started out training together at one fall and she only, I had, I think she only had like five matches before she was signed. I think I was like three of those matches. So maybe two or three of them. Yeah. And I would love to face her again. Just kind of like, you know, the memory, like the nostalgia factor of it. I would love to face her and, and Helica risk because she's burning it up on the indie scene. I don't think people are really paying attention like they should. She's, she's actually doing really well. And Robin Renegade. We also, yeah, I was there when she came in and it's just, I'm so proud of everything that she's been doing now. And I'd like to face her again now that she has like more confidence under her skin and more experience. Right. And yeah, that was just a lineup that you just said, all of those women and Joey Mayberry, um, just so much potential matchups. And, you know, you, you do know, of course, you are the champion. So these, you don't have to compromise for anyone. They need to line up for you because you are the champ. Yes. And, you know, you have all the authority. You are the face of OVW's women's division, if not OVW as a whole, in my opinion. I, exactly. Exactly. So who's better to represent? Like, I believe I have been one of the best OVW women's champions thus far, especially within right. the last few years. So not to toot my own horn, but go. I got to give myself my own flowers, right? <laughs> now I like to always provide some sort of like encouragement, like a story slash encouragement okay. because this business is really tough. And I know that a lot of people, whether they're in wrestling or not, goes through something. And while I'm not at the end of my journey just yet, I think sometimes it helps to hear something from someone who's going through it still rather than someone that's already made it and then are trying to tell you. So I know I mentioned quite a few times that there are times that I wanted to quit. And obviously I'm not going to go through like all those moments, but what people don't know is 2020, I actually was going to stop wrestling. 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people and 2020 and 2021 was just really tough. And I, my feelings were hurt on a lot of levels. Like, AEW was filming at my training facility and those people that were there, they were called to be there. And I'm sitting there like, I'm the Dusty Rose American Dream scholarship winner. I moved away from my home to be up here. I lost my job. I lost all this. And I didn't get a call to come to the facility to be a part of AEW while they were filming there. And what some people don't know is I was actually on dark early back in the day. I was on dark number six in I think it was Charlotte, North Carolina. And I teamed with Shazza. We tag teamed against Nyla Rose and Leva Bates. And totally night and day. And I kept looking at the match and I kept wondering, like, well, I was there. Why didn't they call me back? Like, I'm, I'm 15 minutes away. And I looked at the footage and realized, like, I did my job, but... I didn't really stand out, you know? And sometimes that's a tough thing to accept because in the music world, like in opera, or not necessarily opera, but like in my journey in college and performing, I always stood out. They see this five foot girl singing notes that are strong and high and they don't understand how all that's coming out of me. I always stood out even when I didn't want to. So now, I'm in wrestling and I feel like I sacrificed everything in a cow and I'm not understanding like why isn't anything getting pushed forward. So I was going to quit. But then there was a thought that I'm like, you know, have I tried everything, like everything? And I felt like I didn't. 
but I just didn't know. So it took me going to a show back in my hometown. It's amazing, like the revelations you have back at your roots. I took a show. I don't. I think it was maybe at the end of 2020, maybe when things were trying to open up. I, I don't know. Uh, I was talking with some some friends, some fellow wrestlers, and I told them they were like, "Well, when were you really happy?" And I mentioned that I was the happiest when I was in South Korea, and they asked me, "Well, why?" And you know, I go through the story of like why I felt that way, but most importantly, it's because over there I felt like I could be me, and they made me feel like I was a superstar every day. And even to the point where I literally was walking into a club and one of my friends behind me was like, make way for Shalance. And that's when Shalance was born. So Ooh. I always joke around and say Shalance is Korean because she was born in South Korea. <laughs> but that's because like over there, they would say like, oh, Beyonce or oh, Rihanna, like looking at me. Uh. Like, oh, really pretty. And so they were saying those things. And I'm just like, oh, don't say that. Like, <laughs> so fast forward to this moment. One of my friends was like, uh, he said, well, you need to bring Shalance back. So I'm like, hmm, okay. So I went back to the drawing board and I'm like, you know what? This is what I can do. I don't see anybody doing this. I'm just going to sing and beat people right. up because I'm actually quite angry and singing is quite therapeutic. And that's what I'm going to do. And if people don't like it and they don't like it, and if they do, that's great. But at least I know I gave everything. And that's when I did my name change because I originally wrestled under my real name. Then I switched yeah. to Shalance. And Literally, I started training. I started like doing like indies again, and soon after that, that's when I got back to dark. Maybe like a year and a half after that revelation or something like yeah. that, and that's when people like, oh. So I say all that to say, again, it's not like I'm sitting here with a contract, but I'm much happier in my journey. I mean, look, I literally made history. And if right. I would have quit in 2020, I would never be able to say that I am an OVW Women's Champion. I would never be able to say, oh my gosh, I went viral on Twitter for a little bit because people just kept sharing my singing clip. You know, right. like those moments matter. So for anybody out there that's struggling with their career or even personally, mentally, emotionally, just know that the journey isn't over unless you say it's over. And you know what you need to do, whether that's to wait or to soul search or to do whatever. But don't, don't, don't give up. It's not easy. Let me tell you. I'm struggling now in different areas of my life. But you don't want to leave what ifs on the table. That's right. And yeah. I, I don't regret keep like keeping going. I've made so many more friends, so many more connections. I've learned so much more about myself. And I'm glad that I didn't let the pandemic win. I didn't let my insecurities win. You know, a lot of people would have been like, oh yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't wrestle anymore. They clearly don't appreciate you or you didn't do anything. I mean, look, you're literally right there and they're not using you. And trust me, that hurt my feelings a lot. It got to the point where I wanted to write coding, like what's wrong with me? <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to keep going. And I pray that this story has a very happy ending. So no matter what, don't give up and understand. Social media only shows a fragment of what really goes on. Like people think my life is just great. But no one knew that I was suffering. No one knew that I wanted to quit. And there are days that I still want to. But like it's, it's worth keep going. 
So that being said, if any of you out there feel like you want to give up, you know, you could always tweet me. I am on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram. I and and you can find me by Shalance underscore Royal. You don't have to worry about the little accent there. You can just enter that in. I'm also on Twitch. I'm going to start my Twitch channel back again. It is under the Fighting Siren. Um, I'm everywhere. I also have Facebook, which is Shalance Royale, and yeah, I I say that. And if you want to talk to me personally, so right now I uh, I talk like personally with like my subscribers that subscribe to me on Instagram. Oh, I also have a YouTube as well. The Fighting Siren. There you go. You can find me anywhere. I just, anywhere. at the end of the day, anywhere. <laughs> at the end of the day, if you're in a dark place, I'd rather you reach out to me somehow um, or you just tweet me because I'm horrible at checking some of those messages. So you can <laughs> tweet me or I see the, again, the subscribers on Instagram, I see those messages directly. Um, but yeah, just keep going. Just keep going. Right, right. Oh my God, I feel like that was the best way someone's ever ended an episode with me really? <laughs> or an interview with me. I don't know, just like the inspiration. like the sh- It was very personal. So yeah, thank you for sharing all of those experiences. I know on paper, I'm still technically still a stranger a thousand miles away. But yeah, it really does mean a lot for you to share those experiences here on the show. It really it warms my heart and you know that you are right we do have all of our own personal struggles and social media can sometimes you know paint this facade about everything going on is you know just fine or any or all of those um surface level understandings of one another but yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that it, re- it really means a lot to me for you, you to say all of those on the show and yeah be sure to check out Shalanti. we will be supporting her career she's the champion she's got a long reign ahead of her and we look forward to what else you have in store and i hope you enjoyed your time here on the podcast oh of course thank you so much for having me and just letting me talk of course it was an honor speaking with you and for all of you going be this you guys know the drill for all updates on the turning heel podcast be sure to follow the show on all platforms where you can listen to your favorite shows on by checking out my link tree that's linktr.ee slash turning heel podcast thank you everyone for all of your support thank you shalon say for coming on the show and i'll see you guys on my next interview bye